Hey Church, Pastor Eric here, and I'm just so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I just pray that this message will stir up your faith, build you up, and just move you closer to the Father's heart. If you want to learn more about us as a church or would like to get further connected, you can visit us at our website at oasischurchchicago.com, download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, and also join us on YouTube for our live streams on Sundays and Wednesdays. We hope you find this message to be encouraging and life-giving. Now here's today's message from Pastor JP. It's good to be with the body. Yeah, how good is God? And we're grateful to be in his presence. Seven years, babe, we're doing all right. Two kids, we're making it in Jesus' name. <laughs> I'm so thankful for God's heart for, for uh, marriage. I want to just speak words of life over those of you that are married in this house. Keep going. Keep fighting. Not with each other. <laughs> Some of you are like, I have access now to keep fighting. <laughs> keep pursuing one another. But do it all through your pursuit of the Holy Spirit and King Jesus in your lives. And, I, and younger people that aren't married, marriage is precious. It's a gift. It's a picture of God's heart. And in this body, we believe in marriage. We believe that God has called us to be in relationship and in marriage. And as you guys wait for your spouse, you wait for that man or you wait for that woman. I pray that the Holy Spirit just rests upon you. I'm talking to single people right now. Hello? Receive this. Come on. Come on. Don't settle. Oh, man, if I have a testimony of settling. Not for Rachel. Previous. <laughs> All previous. Just hate to see that. You hate to see that analogy just unfolding that way. Don't settle. Don't give yourself up. I'm talking purity. Church doesn't want to talk about sex. No, we do, because it's from God. We will be talking more about that, but I'm telling you, something that you don't have to work for, it's not worth having. It's a good word, Pastor. Amen. And keep pursuing Him. And don't just settle for somebody because they have a Bible. slowly caught. It's good. Ladies, find a man that's pursuing God with his whole heart. Men, search for a woman that's pursuing God with her whole heart, and God will continue to move in you and through you and bring you those people. Amen? Amen. Open up your Bibles to Galatians, the book of Galatians chapter 5. We've got two more weeks left of our Holy Spirit series, so um, let me just welcome all of those that are new, maybe your first time. I know college students are back, so if this is your first time, we're so glad you're here. Um, we've, been, we've been going through a series on the Holy Spirit, um, teaching who is the Holy Spirit, what does the Holy Spirit want to do in us, and what does the Holy Spirit want to do through us. And so today and next week and um, even next prayer meeting that we have, we're going to be talking about the outward work of the Holy Spirit. And so I want to just set you up where we're going. This week, we are going to talk about the fruit of the Spirit. Next week, we're going to talk about the gifts of the Spirit. In this house, we affirm, we believe, we trust in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They, not, they were not for past. They are for today just as much as they were then. We affirm that. We're going to teach on it. We're going to talk about it. And then at prayer meeting that next week, we're also going to talk a little bit more and go in depth about those. So I want to set you up. And as I do that, some of you are like, I, what he's talking about next week, I ain't coming. Please come. Please come. If there is ever a time for the church to be empowered with the Holy Spirit, it is now. Both the fruit and the giftings. And God has called each one of us to walk in a gift that he has given us. Every one of us. 
And so I'm excited to do this uh, these next two weeks. So Galatians 5, we're going to talk about the fruit of the Spirit. And now some of you already have begun to go, well, this is just a Bible uh, story, a Bible Sunday school story. This is something that I learned as a kid, or this is, uh, what else do I need to know about the fruit of the Spirit? Can Can I just set us up here real quick, regardless if you've been in this thing for 50 or five minutes, 50 years or five minutes, we all need an understanding deeper of the fruit of the Spirit. If we can catch the fruit of the Spirit, our marriages will be better. Our parenting will be better. Our relationships will be better. Our stuff at our schools will be better. Our businesses will be impacted more. The places that we work and call home every, they will be impacted more. If we allow for the fruit of the Spirit to truly take root in our lives, the city around us, the places around us, I truly believe will be better. Isn't that the call of us as believers to walk into rooms and change them? We believe that. We affirm that, that what you carry into places should change everything in the place. That when you walk in, even it may be dark as all dark, you should walk in with a light that is shining so bright that people are overwhelmed with what's oozing out of you. There is a fragrance to our lives that matters. Can we say amen to that? And so today's message is entitled, Is the Fruit Good? Is the Fruit Good? And so Paul's writing a little quick, uh, Apostle Paul's writing to the church there, and and he's talking to believers. Catch this? He's not talking to the world. He's not writing this letter to people that don't follow Jesus or have said yes to the way. He's writing to people that have said yes to Jesus. Are you with me? And in this book, there's a lot going on, a lot happening. Well, let me just give you a couple quick glimpses of what's happening here. There, there, are, there are those that are Gentiles, those that were not a part of the Jewish culture family that have heard about Jesus, have had access to Jesus now because of what Jesus did, have said yes to Jesus and are now saved, but they're trying to figure it out. This church is a brand new church. This is a new church, and this is a church that's sharing. Paul's writing to share what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And so these Gentiles have an understanding that we've said, yes, he's changed our lives, but, but they're still caught up in some stuff. On the other side, there's, there's Pharisees that, that, that have said yes to Jesus that are, are now trying to follow the way, but they have, uh, in, in a sense, and, and forgive me, it's just the term, I, I mean, it's true, there's a legalistic spirit in them about, they, they, these Gentiles can't act this way, these Gentiles can't do this, we've we got to convert them, we've got to get them circumcised, we've got to get them under the Jewish tradition, are you with me? So there's two sectors of groups in this church, and Paul does not pinpoint one or the other, he talks to the whole family. He addresses the whole family and he says, I don't care which side you're on. I don't, I don't care if you're on this side where you have followed the law your whole life and you're now trying to impart that law because it's, it's what you've known. Or I, I don't care if you've just come to Jesus right now and, and you're messing up and you're stumbling and you're falling. It doesn't matter. Listen closely to me, Paul writes. If Jesus is in you, if Christ is in you, the evidence flowing out of you should be the fruit of the Spirit. And so he sets this up in a beautiful way for us to catch today. So if you have your Bibles, open them up. Mark them, Galatians 5. I'm going to read this morning out of verses 16 through 26. So I say, Paul writes, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. I could preach a whole sermon on that one line. What's guiding your life today? Which news outlet is guiding your life? Which social media platform is guiding your life? Which podcast is guiding your life? 
Which magazine? Do they have magazines still today? Are those a thing? They're still a thing? Which friend group is guiding your life? I'll have my church friends on Sunday, but I got my friends on Saturday. I'm talking to an empty room today. Nobody <laughs> want, want to feel the love. Who's guiding your life? We want the Spirit. Better yet, the Holy Spirit wants to guide your life. Paul writes, so let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Anybody tired of sinning? Every hand should go up. <laughs> Follow the Spirit. Let the Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't get caught satisfying the nature of sin. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite. Everyone say opposite. Opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit desires to, excuse me, and the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. Paul's writing a heavy word right here. This is a heavy word. Hey, hey, listen, don't, you don't have to live bound. You don't have to live under sin. You don't have to live captive. You, because of Jesus, you've been saved. In the Spirit living in you, you've been saved. These two forces, Paul continues, are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under the obligation to the law of Moses. And when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. These are some heavy things, Paul writes. Mind you, who is he talking to? The church. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility. Hello, 2021? Hostility. Hostility. Quarreling. Jealousy. Outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties. I love that it just doesn't say parties. It says wild parties. Anybody ever been to the wild parties? My hand's up. You walk in, you're like, this is way too much for me. I'm like here, but I'm, this is, no, okay. That was pre-Jesus. And other sins like these. Let me tell you again, right? Because he's, he's obviously shared this with them once. I mean, let me tell you again. As I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. No condemnation in here today. Hear me. This is an invitation today. But, I love that but. Anybody love that but? But. That's a good but right there. But the Holy Spirit but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Notice that it doesn't say, but JP produces this kind of fruit in his life. Notice that it doesn't say, but how good your church attendance is produces this much fruit in your life. It doesn't say, but you can lift your hands up at the right part of the songs because you know right when it says, lift your hands to heaven, that it's going to produce the fruit in your life. But it doesn't say the conversations that you are talking about and in. It doesn't say any of it. What does it say? But the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, 
goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. My wife and I sing a song to our son, well, now our daughter and son every night. I'm not going to sing it just to spare you guys in your ears, but we sing those words, the fruit of the Spirit, and we begin to declare those. Love. Don't you just feel so much better when I read those compared to the list above? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There, there is no law against these things. Nothing will be able to stand up against these things. Nothing will be able to. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. The crucified life. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. Is the fruit good? Holy Spirit, right now, I ask for these short moments that we have, that you would impart in us a deeper revelation of who you've called us to be, that our identity would be strengthened right now, that we are not people trapped. We are not people caught. We have been set free. We are sons and daughters, and we have your spirit working in us to produce fruit, to produce and to show your kingdom to the world around us. So let every word that come out of my mouth be from you. Help us in this place even greater in Jesus' name. Amen. Is the fruit good? Only about as of late over the last maybe two, three years have I been allowed to go to the grocery store. Um, I would find myself going to the grocery stores after working out and, 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 or not eating for some time, and I'd go to the grocery store, and I would spend about an additional couple hundred dollars um, at the stores that I was not supposed to be spending. But as of recent, I, I've been allowed to go to the store. Thank you, babe. I love you so much. <laughs> but as she sends me with the list of stuff and she tells me to go to the store and gives me all the different things, there's, there's, there's oftentimes the fruit on that, on that list. Hey, we need bananas. We need grapes. We need strawberries. We need blueberries. We need all those sorts of things. And then I would come back early on from the grocery store with bags in hand, all proud of myself. Like, look at the receipt. I swear I didn't spend anything more than what I was supposed to. And I would, I would pull the fruit out and she'd look at it and go, you picked this? I said, yeah, <laughs> I picked this fruit. You picked this banana. I, I did bananas. I, I did. Babe, these bananas are soft and jelly, like that you can squeeze them. They're, they're, what is wrong? I said, I'll eat it. Give me that banana. She said, my kids aren't going to eat this. I'm not going to eat this. She said, babe, do you know how to tell if fruit is good? I said, you can tell if fruit is good? <laughs> this is, I'm not kidding you. Like, you can, I, I, as, a, as a single dude, what fruit I was eating? Frozen fruit. And don't go bad. How many are thankful for frozen fruit in Jesus' name? <laughs> She said, babe, you've got to test the fruit. You've got to make, did you know you could knock a watermelon to see if it's good? Is that right? Like you hit a watermelon based off the noise. You tell if it's good. Who teaches you this stuff? <laughs> so now I go to the store and I pick up the strawberry case, a uh, case of strawberries and, and I open it up and, and I'm looking and I'm like, is this good? Is there any brown spots on the strawberry? People are looking at me. <laughs> 
<laughs> Even the grapes, I, I've now, my grandfather used to do this. He used to go in the store and pick up the bag of grapes and he'd take a couple and taste them. He'd be like, those are good grapes. How many, guilty as charged. <laughs> like, I, like I oftentimes go in and I'm like, is this fruit good? Does it smell good? Does it feel good? Does it look good? I'm asking myself as I'm standing in the produce section going, okay, I have to get good fruit. Is this stuff good? Is this stuff worth buying? Is this stuff worth having? Is the fruit good? Can I be honest? The world is doing the same thing right now. Looking at the followers of Jesus, okay, I'm going to preach for just 15 minutes, going, is, is that the fruit of your life? Because it doesn't look good. Now, that's conviction. That fruit of your life, aren't you a follower of Jesus? Doesn't Jesus talk about love? That doesn't sound like love. Now, hear me. That's a whole complex statement in itself right there. You can love someone but still disagree with someone. Don't get it twisted. Satan would want that twisted. Agreement doesn't have to, okay, you with me? I, I thought you followed Jesus. I thought you guys were supposed to have peace. Wait, I thought you followed Jesus. I thought you were supposed to be faithful. I, I thought you show up to work on time. People are like, just go home, pastor, enjoy your anniversary. <laughs> The world today's going. That fruit that you're bearing. Now hear me. I'm not. I'm not lumping us all. I'm not. This is just a word. Like we got to take it and let the spirit value. Like, like I think the world's going. That fruit that you all declare and talk about. I'm not seeing it. Joy. Joy. I thought you guys are supposed to be the group that, in the midst of chaos and destruction, you have joy. Isn't that what Jesus tells us? Isn't that what Paul writes? Isn't that what all throughout the, that's who we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be people that our fruit is good and it tastes good and it smells good and it looks good. It's not squishy. It's not brown and nasty. It's life-giving. It's healthy. It's inviting. The fruit of the spirit should be oozing out of us to a world today that is desperate for every single one of those things. This is the call of believers, and this is convicting as all get out. I wrote this this week. I didn't even want to go to my laptop at times because I was like, every time I go to sit down and write, I'm getting convicted. How many of you love conviction? Hand should go up, every hand. <laughs> like, it's not easy to be like, I don't know if I'm a person of patience. <laughs> Put me in traffic. I'm not patient. But you know what the call for us as believers is? To become these people through the empowerment and the work of the Holy Spirit in us. So the reality is this. We, we got to catch this. Our fruit is going to show. Your fruit is going to show. What you do in the private matters. Your private life will always come out. Maybe not that same day. Maybe not that next month. Maybe not that year. But I'm telling you something. If there is a principle that is throughout scriptures... What you sow, you will. Are you awake, church? Your fruit is going to show eventually. You can mask it for so long. You can mask love for so long. 
But then when you actually really get tested, <laughs> it's going to show what's been, what you've been doing in the development room. Because the Holy Spirit wants to develop us to be people that are filled with his fruit. Filled with his fruit. Filled with character. Come on, how many of you know that word today is not even talked about enough? Character. Do you guys know what that word is? Character. Doing the right things at the right time, no matter who's around, no matter who's watching, making sure that your character is built under him. And, and there's, there's character in us as believers that needs to be shown to the world. So what you do privately will always come out publicly. And what you do publicly, you can sit out here and be, hug people and embrace them, but you could also go home and, and self-hate, self-harm. But the fruit of the Spirit wants to wrap both sides and say, hey, I want to fill you today with stuff that's actually going to be healthy and whole. So the reality is this. First things first. Catch this. Our lives are going to bear fruit. That's not a if you do this or regardless of who you are today, your life is going to bear fruit. Regardless if you are following Jesus in this room or you were here because someone invited you and told you to go to lunch afterwards and you have no idea where you're here and you're like, Jesus who? I don't like Jesus. I've seen Jesus and you're rejecting Jesus. Regardless where you're at today, and if you're that person, we're so glad you're here. Regardless of who you are today, you are going to bear fruit. You cannot hide from bearing fruit. I don't care if you're the biggest introvert in the room. You're going to bear fruit. It's a, it's a firm belief that we have. Ah, scripture affirms it. Jesus talks about it. You're going to be either a tree that bears good fruit or you're going to be a bad tree that bears bad fruit. A, a good tree won't bear bad fruit and a bad tree won't bear good fruit. But the reality is, is that we're all going to be a tree. That's a good word, Pastor. You are going to bear fruit in your life. You can't outrun this. You can't outthink this. <laughs> you can't manipulate it. Your lives will bear the fruit of what's happening inside of you. What you are allowing to happen inside will fall out of you, regardless of where you're at today. And our lives are going to bear fruit. It's inevitable. Fruit is inevitable. It's what Jesus talks about. In Luke chapter 6, it's what he says in John 15, when, you, when your lives bear abundant fruit, you demonstrate that you're my mature disciples. He doesn't say if your lives bear fruit. He says when. All throughout Paul's writing, he talks about how our lives are an example. Our lives are an example. This is something that you just need to wrestle with. Is your life an example today? Do people actually look at you and say, man, I want to follow that. I know that's convicting for me. But at the end of the day, guys, the reality is this. We're going to bear it. And we're going to bear fruit. The hope for the Holy Spirit today is that we bear good fruit. And the reality of how we bear good fruit will be based upon where we get our fruit from. Our source. The source of where we get our fruit matters. You ever go into a store and you see they got all different labels above the fruit? These are organic grapes. What does that mean? Some of you have answers to that. I don't need to know. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> These are from the fresh farm. 
Fresh farm? What kind of farms are the other ones? Does anybody else think this way? I'm in the grocery. You guys should never see me out in public because after that, I'm like, what the mess is this stuff? Is this organic? Is this fresh farmed? Was this grown in a lab? First of all, if they're served, anyways. <laughs> Where you source your life from will be the, 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 the rate of which you bear fruit. Let me say it this way, forgive me. Where you receive from will be what you bear from. Now, pastor, this is inward. Yeah, this all goes together. Paul says, as you are brand new in Christ. Colossians talks about it. Paul writes, as you have put on the new man, as you have put on the new self, no longer the old self, no longer the old things, no longer the things of the past. As you wear and as you embrace the new self, let the Holy Spirit begin to work inside of you at a greater measure. If you choose to get your source from the dead things, you're going to produce dead fruit. If you choose to source your things from the life-giving source, you're going to produce life. Where you source your fruit matters. The source of which you attach to matters. The source of which you allow to fill you matters. Hear me. I listen to pastors and podcasts. I love them. When I work out, that's normally what I'm listening to. I get encouraged. I get built up. But if I was just a podcast junkie, it would do jack for me. Can I talk to this side? Because they're all giving me funny looks. <laughs> if I'm trying to bear fruit off my life just by like hearing a bunch of good things and then trying to live it, it's not going to work. It's good to get insight. It's good to be taught. It's good to be receiving of word. It's, I, I love all that. I'm grateful for, for men and women in my life that, that minister to us, to Rachel and I, and speak to us and encourage us and sharpen us. That's good. But you know where the real fruit comes from? When it's me and God. Alone. <laughs> no one else around. <laughs> no one else talking. Me sitting going, all right, Holy Spirit, what do you want to say today? Not walking in going, I got my list. I got my needs. No, Holy Spirit, what do you, what do you, where am I missing it? When's the last time you asked that? When's the last time you asked if you were missing it? The Holy Spirit wants to fill us every single day. And as he fills us, he sources us with good fruit to then bear. You've been trying to bear fruit. You've been trying to love your neighbor, but every single time you're like, I'm going to rip this person. That's fleshly, sorry. <laughs> you're just going to keep getting in a cycle. If you're not going to the source, the one that actually wants to fill you, and you're going to people, Oh, we believe in community. We believe in discipleship. We affirm it. We are here for it. It matters. But if that's the only source you're getting and not sitting with the Father, the fruit that you might be bearing, you need to ask him what it looks like. Is this okay? The world is looking for a church that's not just empowered, 
but is filled with life. Come on, how many of you believe that? The world is looking for some place that has life in it. We've seen enough death and destruction over the, I mean, for, it's been for, but like more than ever in this day and age, in this generation, in this time, we see death and destruction at an all-time high. I'm not just talking about, forget, I won't even go down that. We are looking, the world is looking today for people that have been sourced with good fruit, that have been filled with their time with the Father, that know who they are, that are not looking for someone else to tell them their identity. Listen, you want to come to me and sit down with me and get a counseling session with me and you want to know who, who you are? You know what I'm going to tell you? What does God say? <laughs> You're like, oh, that, I'm never coming to Pastor JP. I'm going to Pastor Reuben. He'll be so kind and nice. And <laughs> I'll say, what, is, what does the word say you are? Who you are? I'll affirm what he says about you. But man, we got to get to the place where we start to get sourced from the Father to begin to bear this stuff. If you try to go be kind in your own nature, in your own, in your own self, you will fail. If you try to go to Love Pilsen and sit across the table with some people that maybe not talk the same way, maybe not come from the same places you've come from, and you begin to sit there in your own strength, it's going to blow up. Or it's going to leave people feeling a little bit like, ah, I didn't like that interaction. It's not by my strength, not by my might, but by the Spirit. Hello? You, you, you good? Worship team can come on up. We got to make sure that we're getting sourced from the Father for this thing through the Spirit of God. Psalms 1 says this, those who are planted by streams of living water. I, I love I love that phrase. Psalms 1 says this, but those who delight in the law of the Lord and who meditate on his law day and night, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaves do not wither. Whatever they do, they prosper. I'm not talking about my business ideas. I'm not talking about any of that stuff. I'm talking about my life radiating the kingdom. I don't know about you, but I want to get a bunch of people that want to see the, the prospering of God's kingdom in the city. Anybody join us? Five of us, six of us, 10 of us, 15 of us, 20 of us, 25 of us. We're going to have a prayer meeting right afterwards, and we're going to believe for this. Those of you that are planted by the stream of living water, are you getting to the living water every day? Are you allowing your life to grow? Are you maturing? You know what I've come to find out is maturity is not an age. I met my wife. She was, um, she might kill me for saying this. Um, she was 19. She was 19. I talked to my wife for the very first time when she was 19. I said, I walked away going, I'm older. Okay, guys, newsflash, I'm older. <laughs> Couple years. I walked away going, gosh, she's way more mature than I'll ever be. She's 19. And all the ladies are like, Pastor, that's just across the board with women and men. Like, <laughs> okay, chill out, okay? <laughs> 
me for the personal story, but it wasn't maturity because of what age she was or she wasn't. She understood where to get sourced from. Oh, if there's something my wife, forgive me, I know it's my anniversary, I'm being all sentimental, but like, if there's something that my wife has taught me, to get sourced from the right place. Oh, I was still trying to figure out who I was when I met her. Some of you know our story. I was, I was still trying to figure out. And she taught me, she showed me, better yet, that maturity is not of an age, it's, it's of, of what you do, or better yet, maturity is, is where you go and who you come under and who you receive from and you begin to grow. So we need to be people that are planted by streams of living water, the living water, to water us, to nourish us, to strengthen us, to fill us. And the good thing about this whole thing is this. So we're going to bear fruit. We got to get to the right source to bear this fruit. But the reality is this, is that the fruit of the Spirit, when sourced right, will radiate God's presence to everyone around us. Notice that word, radiate. It means that it's going to shine. I find myself now in times I go on some runs, whether you believe it or not, about like I go on runs. And um, I, I find myself just smiling at people as I'm running. And they're like, What's up with the, What's up with Chicagoans? I've been here my whole life. Like, why? Well, I'm Chicago. No, you ain't. You just, you just, anyways. But I find myself just sitting there, like, in every interaction, wanting to literally radiate God's glory to people. Not by my own merit, because trust me, in my natural sense, I am not smiling at people. In, in JP's fleshly sense, I'm not smiling at people. I'm an introvert. Newsflash. I'm a guy that wants to go sit. I don't want to be out. And this is this stuff. But what he's done in me, it's worth me holding the door open. It's worth me striking up a conversation with somebody. Even if they look at me like I got 10 heads. It's worth me being faithful in relationships. It's worth me being patient. It's worth it because I want the glory of God to radiate across this city. And I believe we all do. The fruit of the Spirit should be flowing out of us to show the world, the city around us, that there's a better way. Okay, back to the original opening. Who's Paul writing to? <laughs> Before this ever can happen out there, It has to happen here. This is outward. Yeah, you know the best thing to do, or you know the best calling right now for us outward is the person next to you. We got to begin to be a people that aren't satisfied with the flesh, that aren't satisfied with desiring the stuff that is pulling up for our attention. We're not, we're not satisfied with any. That stuff is dead. The law prohibited it. Jesus came and killed it. He killed it. He said, through me, because of what I've done on that cross, raising to life, you don't even have to be prayed to that stuff. You don't have to get caught in that stuff. You can live a life that is free because when Jesus came and died, he gave us freedom. 
And so the fruit of the Spirit has to flow out of us here and among us. If I can't love my wife, I'm sure as heck ain't going to love my neighbor. If I can't cultivate this with the Holy Spirit in my life to be patient, I'm not going to be patient with anybody else. So it starts here and it flows there. Can we stop worrying about them first? Amen. (laughs) Two of you. Can we stop being so focused on what the world is doing? Can we begin to make sure that we as individuals, as family units, are flowing in the gifts, are in the fruit of the Spirit? Can we make sure that our lives are filled with kindness, gentleness, humility, not thinking of yourself less? Can we begin to be people that say, Holy Spirit, I'm going to practice, I'm going to allow for you to practice this with me. When's the last time you asked the Holy Spirit to practice the fruit with you? My hands up. All week as I've been preparing, I said, Holy Spirit, help me to practice patience. You know what he did? Tested me in patience every day. (laughs) I haven't passed that grade yet. I'm almost there. Got one more test, I feel like. Anyway, funny or joking. I'm wrapping up. I'm wrapping up. We were driving in the car, um, me and Rach and the kids, and um, a car behind us, like three cars on, on, on 290, was, was just driving like a madman. And I said to Rach, hey, I'm not trying to alarm you, but like, I'm just, just begin to pray. Like swerving, cause, like cars are, you know, like honking horns, fingers are flying out the windows. Not all five. I was like, this is serious. Car gets up behind, I get off, car gets up behind another car of ours, and they're honking a horn at each other. And I'm like, this is just, this is, we're in Chicago. Hello? These situations aren't ending well right now. So my mind begins to go to worst case scenario. And Jesus said, peace. 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 And so I look. And I know we're live streaming. I know this is up online. I look, I'm like, I know that car. The owner of that car, of all cars, swerving around. One car literally drove off the, had to drive off the street because this car was just driving recklessly, firing. I'm like, Rach, I know that car, and I'm internally furious. Why? They just put my family in danger. Literally, like I was slamming on the brakes trying to get out of the way. They just put another family in danger. I actually pulled up to the car that they were cutting off. I pulled up to the car, rolled the window down. They were ticked. And I said, hey, peace in Jesus. I was like, peace in Jesus' name. They're like, what? And I was like, let me stop talking church lingo. Yo, you good? Like, chill. It's not worth it. And the mom in the the pastor's seat was like, okay, yeah, yeah. And the husband's like, okay. So we drive home. Forgive me for the story. It's my fourth close. We pull in, and the car's, it's our neighbor. It's our neighbor. The neighbors. Who's been, my, not the person, just not, never the person, just the, the situation has been my test of patience. So I said, Rach, get the kids, get inside. 
they come out of the car. Oh, they're in a bad state, right? So I'm, I'm like this close. You all prior Jesus JP was about to just like, can, can I tell you something? The Lord can change your tongue. I used to create phrases and sayings that I don't know how I put those things together, but they were, and you know, in one moment, in one moment, the Holy Spirit said enough. Oh, he won't change my tongue. This is just who I am. That's a lie. So, so I get out of the car. Hey, <laughs> they get out. Yo, what's, I said, Hey, you need some water? Water? No. I said, yo, listen, let me just sit. Let me, let me. No. I said, okay, you don't want water? Please hear me. What do you need? You good? Because you about just killed 20 people on the highway. You good? And the whole time I'm doing this, the Holy Spirit's saying, patience, patience, kindness, kindness, gentleness, gentleness. If most of you know me, those three words are not in my nature. Kindness, gentleness, and patience. Kindness, Jay. I said, hey, guys, like, listen, can you please do me a favor? Can you just go inside and take a breather for a few minutes? I said, if you need something, you know where our door is. You can come knock. But I'm going to be praying for you guys. I just hope that you stay inside and you take care of yourselves tonight. Thanks, man. Door shuts. There wasn't some revival. <laughs> there wasn't some laying of hands. There wasn't some like big like Holy Spirit outpour like, but I believe the Holy Spirit was outpouring right in that moment. The next day he woke up, he was on his porch. He said, Hey man, how you doing? I said, I'm drinking my coffee with Titus outside. He said, I'm great. You need some coffee. <laughs> he said, Man, I, I, I'm so sorry. I said, It's all good. It's all good. And we proceeded to talk for five, six minutes about it's his birthday and he doesn't know how to celebrate his birthday. You know, the world just, he just began to open up his world. And I said, I'm going to pray for your year, your 33 year old year self for this year. I'm going to pray that you experience the love of God like never before. And the door just flung wide. You want to see people change? Start pouring out the fruit of the Spirit. Once again, those phones fall all the time. <laughs> Why don't you stand? Parents, I'm going to pray for us. I know kids zones, we've been going a little longer. If you can, if you can, maybe send one up or somebody go grab the kids, but you can bring them back in. We need to be people that receive the work of the Spirit in us, specifically the fruit. Can I say something before we go into next week? I know I'm all over the place. I just feel the presence of God here. You can prophesy up and down, left and right, which way, but you, you don't know how to love people. You're missing it. You can, you can pray in a, in a prayer language, which we affirm and believe, but you don't have love. It's a clashing symbol. The world needs to see power.
But I think some of the greatest power comes from the fruit that we bear and the fruit that we show. If we've missed it, it's an invitation today. He's not holding our record of all the places we've missed it. Trust me, if that's the case, I shouldn't be standing up here. He's saying every day there's new mercy to receive from me what I have. You need patience? Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you more. You need kindness? Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you more. Get with him. Talk with him. Lean into him. Know his ways. You're getting caught, trapped in the flesh? Maybe ask where you're sourcing your life from. Five minutes with God isn't cutting it anymore. A church service on Sunday is not going to cut it. Not in this day and age. Never, actually, but definitely not this day and age. (laughs) Where are you getting sourced from? Because we're going to bear fruit. College students, you're going to bear fruit. Young adults, professionals, you're going to bear fruit. Adults, even in our older age, we're going to bear fruit. So the Holy Spirit right now wants to fill us with his presence and his power to bear fruit that is healthy and life-giving. Amen? How many of you want to bear good fruit? Keep your hands up. Close your eyes. I'm going to pray over us. Holy Spirit, we just say yes to you. More of you. More of you. More of you. In our lives, in our hearts, in our minds, more of you. We repent for where we've done this on our own. We've, we've fought and tried to do this on our own merit. We, we say sorry, but right now we say yes to your ways. Yes to your ways. Yes to your ways. So fill my brothers and sisters, Holy Spirit, from the top of their heads to their toes. I pray, Father, that we would be people that that, that live this out, that, Father, when we're tested in it, we will pass because you have strengthened us and you have watched over us and you have filled us. So we pray for more of you, less of us, more of you, less of us. Thank you, Jesus, for the work that you have done in us. Thank you that your, your resurrected power is inside of us to live as the people you've called us to be. So with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, fill us right now. Fill us afresh and new, we pray. In Jesus' name. And everybody says. Come on, and everybody says. Come on, can we thank the Holy Spirit for the work? We're going to have some of our leaders and some of our pastors up here for prayer. If you need prayer today, if you want someone to intercede with you, for you, if if you're sick, if you have an illness in your body, if whatever the case is, we want to pray together. But the rest of you, God bless you. It's O Group Week. Have an incredible week. We'll see you next Sunday. It's going to be awesome. Go with the Lord today in his grace and in his mercy. Prayer team, come on up, please, if you can. God bless you as you go today.